Hi, I'm Mark Tross. This is Greatest of All New Covenant Messages, Part 10. John chapter 15, verses 18 and 19. If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If you belong to the world, the world would treat you with affection and would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, are no longer one with it. But I have chosen, selected you, out of this world, the world hates, detests you. John chapter 15, verses 18 and 19. Love, 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 love. The gospel, good news in a word, Jesus is the living word of God, is love. God is love. God is good. Do we not just love, love? We are commanded as Christians to love one another. Our Father who art in heaven has chosen, appointed, and planted us in Jesus so that we would bear fruit and keep on bearing lasting fruit that remains and abides so that we could present to the world all that I am is. The Lord calls us his friends and has made known, revealed to us everything that he heard and learned from our Heavenly Father. But we are his friends only if we keep on doing the things which he commanded us to do. No greater love has ever been shown or will ever be shown to this present world of darkness than the love of Jesus. He laid down his life so that we could have eternal, everlasting, the abundant life in his name and love one another just as he loves us so that his joy, delight, and gladness may be in full measure, complete and overflowing in and through all of us. Is your light shining in the darkness? Jesus came to his own, but they did not know, recognize him, nor did they want to. Do your friends, relatives, neighbors, and or co-workers hate you? God wants you to know and understand that if the world hates you, it is because it hates Christ in you, the hope of glory. You don't belong to the world anymore if you belong to Jesus, but the world wants you back. We are one in the Spirit and one in the Lord, but the world wants you to be one with it. The Bible, the Word of God says, the world hates, detests you. Do you want to go back to Egypt, to sin, bondage, darkness, and death? Jesus warns us that anyone who puts their hand to the plow and even looks back, remember Lot's wife, is not worthy of the kingdom of God, which is righteousness peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Is that a tough decision? Life, real life, is full of tough choices, but we must choose wisely. Choose you this day. Today is the day of salvation, who you will serve. You're going to have to serve somebody. Decisions, decisions, decisions. Disparity or putting your feet on the rock. Fear or into security. Quicksand or bedrock? Hate is a strong thing, but nothing is stronger than God's love. There is no need for you or anyone else to stumble around in the darkness any longer. The light of life has come. Even if those in the world hate you, we are called of God as Christians, as believers, to love them anyway, in Jesus' way. You do not belong to the world any longer. You are bought with a price the precious blood of Jesus upon the cross of Calvary. The affection and love of the world are lies and deceit. 
So come out of the world and into the glorious light of life and love in Jesus' name. Life is a temporary assignment. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. Since we consider and look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are visible are temporal, brief and fleeting, but the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. Jesus himself is the image of the invisible God. If you have seen him in any way, shape, or form, you have seen the Father. In and through him, all things were and are created. He holds all things together, the invisible and the visible. He is the living word of God who told us, My word is spirit and life. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. Those of us who have the Son, the Spirit of God living, moving, and having His being in us, have eternal, everlasting, the abundant life in Jesus' holy and precious name. Though we are all appointed once to die and then the judgment, we who are true believers in Jesus as Lord and Savior shall never die. We are deathless and shall live forever. O death, where is your sting? What are you considering? Looking towards today. Trust me, whatever is visible shall fade away, but the invisible will go on into all eternity. Our life is but a breath, a vapor, sure to pass away. But when we lose this temporal life, we gain eternal, everlasting life in Jesus. Do not become discouraged, utterly spiritless, exhausted, and wearied out through fear. Even though our outer man is decaying and wasting away, the inner self, the spirit man, is being progressively renewed day after day. The path of the righteous shines ever brighter until the full light of day. Whatever pain, sickness, illness, suffering, turmoil, troubles, affliction, or distress you may be going through is ever more and more abundantly preparing, producing, and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory beyond all measure, excessively surpassing all comparisons and all calculations of vast and transcendent glory and blessedness never to cease. Take courage. Perfect love, God is love, casts out all fear. Our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all that you could ever ask or think. The scriptures were written so that you would know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. Get into the Word of God. No weapon formed against us can prosper. Even if this tent, our earthly home, this body of ours is destroyed, dissolved, we have from God a building, a house not made with human hands, an eternal dwelling place in the heavens. In my Father's house are many mansions, many rooms. Jesus has gone before us to prepare a place for us, so you must sigh, groan, and moan, let it be, because we are yearning to be clothed with our celestial, spiritual body, our heavenly dwelling. How many times did Jesus speak of death as only sleeping? Let us enter into his rest. All these things that are taking place in your life are so that more grace, 
divine favor and spiritual blessing extends to more and more people through you. Your life in Christ is to multiply to many so that thanksgiving may increase and redound to the glory of God in Jesus' name. Life is a temporary assignment. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 13 and 16. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. But now they desire a better, that is a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 13 and 18. Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Rahab, Gideon, Samson, Samuel, and too many prophets, martyrs, men and women of faith to name, all of them lived and died in the days before the renewed covenant. All of them had the law of God written on their hearts, the promise of God that he is faithful and will bring them into the land of promise, far beyond anywhere they could ever reach by merely crossing the Jordan, a place of power in the presence of God. And each of them believed it with all that was in them, so much so that they obeyed God to the point of unbelievable sacrifice, unimaginable out-on-a-limbness, endured mockery, torture, and even death for the vision set before them a vision they couldn't see with their earthly eyes or barely even grasp with their spiritual ones, yet still they followed. And when they breathed their last, they were gathered unto their fathers in the bosom of Abraham. The beautiful thing is that on that fateful day in A.D. 33, they saw the promised land. Their promised land committed his spirit to the Father, and having paid the ransom, went to gather his prize unto himself and fulfill the promise that was made to his chosen, so that they, awaiting the promise, could choose him and live. When Jesus told us that he was going to prepare a place for us, he wasn't just speaking to the believers who had bore witness to his life and works and to those who would come to believe on him because of their testimony. Truly, his voice as all else about him, transcended time. And what he spoke echoed back to those Old Testament saints who, being strangers and pilgrims on earth, longed for their better heavenly country. The city he prepared for them is the same city that he's preparing for us, the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from heaven as a bride prepared for her bridegroom, Jesus. Therefore, we also... Pardon me while I jump ahead to the next chapter for a minute. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, that same faith that the great cloud of witnesses died in, died for, lived for, who, for the joy that was set before him, the joy of bringing us, all of us, home, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Can't we see it? Can we still not see it? Can't we see that Jesus, the author and finisher of not only our faith, but the faith of those still under the law, 
those who walked out their lives before the lawgiver became flesh and been conforming those great men and women of faith into his image before his face was even formed in Mary's womb? Before he walked as a man so that men might hear him? His grace reached even behind him to bring all who ached for him into himself, into the promised land as true children of the promise. Amazing grace indeed. Juliet Mancini Tross The Reason for Everything Ephesians chapter 2 verses 21 and 22 In him the whole structure is joined bound, welded, together harmoniously, and it continues to rise, grow, increase into a holy temple in the Lord, a sanctuary dedicated, consecrated, and sacred to the presence of the Lord. In Him, and in fellowship with one another, you yourselves also are being built up into this structure, with the rest to form a fixed abode, dwelling place, of God in, by, through the Spirit. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 21 and 22. Are you? Shakespeare wrote, to be or not to be, that is the question. Are you built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself, the chief cornerstone? Simon Peter wrote, to those, that's us, who have received, obtained an equal privilege of like precious faith with ourselves in and through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1. Do you think your faith is equal to that of the Apostle Peter's? Whether you think it, feel it, or believe it, the fact of the matter is that God's word is true. We have, like precious faith, because Jesus is the author and finisher of all God-given believing faith. If the Spirit of the Almighty God is living, moving, and having His being in you, then we are of the same Spirit that all believers in the Bible, the Word of God, are. We're not outsiders, exiles, migrants, and aliens excluded from the rights of citizens. But you now share citizenship with the saints, God's own people, consecrated and set apart, sanctified for Him, and we belong to God's own household. You are the temple of the living God. Paul the Apostle says, You are thus builded together. We are one in the Spirit and one in the Lord. Do you think for one minute that Jesus would ask our Father who art in heaven to make us one as he and the Father are one, and our God would not answer his request? Grab hold of this reality. Receive of God's grace, his unmerited favor. Come to know, comprehend, understand the insight, the revelation, the mystery, secret of Christ Jesus that was once only disclosed, revealed to his holy apostles, consecrated messengers, and prophets by the Holy Spirit. 